Hey you, welcome to our podcast. My name is Keely Fernandez and I started the First Cup group. We are so glad that you are here. I don't know how you found this. I don't know if somebody shared this with you. You may know me personally or you may be in our First Cup group over on Facebook. I'm just so glad you're here. I hope this episode inspires you. I hope it encourages you, maybe just lifts you up today. I hope that the Lord just speaks to you through me, my friends. I hope you just really feel uplifted today. Have a great day and enjoy this episode. Good morning. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, We are in a book that I am loving. It's kind of a love-hate relationship at this point because with everything going on in our world, the more that I read this, the more I'm like, I don't want to talk about that because that is really hard to do during this season, right? But it is good. It is so good for the soul. Um, This book is by Max Licato. And the title of the book is Anxious for Nothing. And I think this is just so relevant, relevant, it's an elephant, relevant during this time. And today we're actually on chapter seven. So Max Licato splits this book up into four parts and it's like calm, C-A-L-M. And we've already done two sections. And so now we are in the third section, which is, give me a second. Um, Section three is L. And it stands for leave your concerns with him. And today we are going to talk about, we're in chapter seven. So today we're going to talk about gratitude. And wow, this week has been super heavy for me and my family. And um, it's just, it's just heavy. It's stressful. It's heavy. And uh, adding on top of that, everything that's going on in the world and I feel like we all need to make t-shirts that say everything going on in the world, because how many times are we hearing that during these unprecedented times, everything going on in the world, um, sickness, economy, election, all of that in itself is super stressful. Add on family um, situation, circumstances, add on business situations and circumstances, and not necessarily those things that are bad, but those are still can cause stress. And so some of us are just carrying a lot of extra weight right now. And I don't mean <laughs> your quarantine weight because we're all, you know, eating maybe more than we should, but we're carrying extra weight on our shoulders and in our hearts. And um, so this, for me, this week, for sure, um, I've been carrying whew, some weight. And so this week, when I opened up the chapter that we're reading and it said, great gratitude, I was like, oh, super I don't want to read about this because you know what? Can I be honest with you guys? I just, I haven't felt grateful and that's on me. You know, like this week was a kick in the pants for me. This chapter was a kick in the pants because we're talking about gratitude. And I think, I don't know if you would agree with me, but this is a hard season to feel gratitude, right? It's just hard. (laughs) It's so hard. Like it's hard to find it. And today we're going to talk about why it's so important to find it and to claim it and to proclaim your gratitude in your life. And so maybe you're someone that, um, it's funny, Max Lucado, he just, he writes really great. I love his writing style. Um, And this, the first chapter, the first little sentence, it says the widest river in the world is not the Mississippi. It's not the Amazon or the Nile. And all my scientific people are like, oh, but yeah, it is. Um, He says, no, the widest river on earth is a body of water called if only. And so some of you might be standing on the banks of if only, and 
Um, this could be, you know, if only I were thinner, I'd have a good life. If only I were richer, I'd have a good life. Um, if only, you know, the kids will come. Um, if only the kids were gone. If only I could um, leave home, move home. If only I could get married. If only if I could get divorced. Eef. If only I could. If only I could graduate. If only I could find a great job. If only my skin were clearer. Um, if only my calendar were free of people. If only my profession wouldn't lay people off. You know, then I would have a good life. And so I don't know if you're standing on the banks of the river of if only, but if you are, today's going to be a great day for you. And Paul tells us in Philippians chapter four, verse six through seven, and we've read this before, um, but we're going to go back and we're going to read this verse again. I'm sorry, my allergies are just so terrible today. I'm trying to clear out and it's just not working. So I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little rough today. Y'all bear with me. Um, so Philippians four, chapter, chapter four, verse six, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And, um, two essential words that Paul gives us in that, in those couple of verses is with thanksgiving. And a lot of times, maybe even right now, this is what my prayers look like for sure. And I'm going to be open and honest with you guys today. I'm going to be a little vulnerable if that's okay. Um, but, you know, my prayers look like this. Please help me. Please help my family. Please, you know, give us this. Um, please show us this. Um, and really, we should be saying two words. Thank you. Thank you for this. And so training our thoughts to go from if only and what's going to happen and can you give me this and can, can you tell me this, right? Can you tell me? That's a huge one. Can you show me this? Help me, help my family, help us. Um, but training our, our thoughts and our prayers to say, thank you. Thank you, God. Um, and studies show that grateful people tend to be more empathetic and forgiving of others. And that sentence out of this whole chapter stuck out to me the most, because as I scroll through social media and before I hit play on this podcast, I was talking to my Facebook friends, um, just about scaling back on social media a little bit and just on my daily, you know, scroll what's going on, catching up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, things like that. Um, I am noticing that we're having a lot of problems with being kind to others and um, not being very forgiving and not being very understanding of others' feelings and taking things way too personally. And for me, I have not, I'm going to be, I have not had one political discussion. I have not had one um, like health discussion. I have not had one debate on my social media. I don't want to. I don't think that's a place to have that with people that you can't see face to face and hear their words and hear their expression. I just, I don't think that's a place for that, but it's going on for sure. <laughs> it's definitely going on with, with my friends. And there's a lot of, un, how do you say unempathetic? Like you're not empathetic. There's not a lot of empathy going on on the internet, right? There's not a lot of forgiveness going on on the internet. And so that's something that's just stuck out to me. Grateful people tend to be more empathetic and forgiving of others. And this is studies. This is real life statistics. Um, people who keep a gratitude journal are more likely to have a positive outlook on life. 
Grateful individuals demonstrate less envy, materialism, and self-centeredness. Great gratitude improves self-esteem and enhances relationships, quality of sleep, and longevity. And so um, those are real life stats. And you can see today, if you were to go through your social media and just kind of scroll through, wow, I don't know if there's a lot of gratitude going on in the world right now. Like I just, I don't. And, and I don't blame anybody. <laughs> I'm not sitting up here on my pedestal and going, well, I'm acting grateful because I'm not. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not. I'm not sharing gratitude. I'm not um, practicing a, a grateful heart. And this chapter really just kicked me in the pants. And I need to be more doing that. So if we could turn our, if only, if only this, and if only that, um, if only this into already's, um, we would start to see a grateful spirit. We would start to see gratitude. We would start to see a shift in the way that we look at our world right now. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to, to see a shift, right? I'm ready to see a shift in how we look at the world. And um, some of you are like, well, how, how do we, how do we do that? Um, you know, maybe your prayer doesn't look like, Lord, if only I had this, that, or the other, I'd be okay. It's turning your prayer to say, oh, look, Lord, look what you've already given me, this, that, and the other, and thank you, God, for doing that. And Max Licato brings a story of uh, one of his friends that he golfs with, and his wife has um, Parkinson's disease, and he said, this guy, though, is the most grateful person that I've ever met, and he deals with struggles on the daily um, he has many struggles, but he is the most grateful person. And so Max Licato is like, hey, man, how? How are you so happy and grateful and cheerful when you have so much stress and anxiety? I feel like that alone, if my spouse was dealing with a disease, I would just, I would feel so worried and stressed all the time. How are you feeling grateful during, during this? And he said, let me, let me let you in on a little secret. Um, every morning, my wife and I, we sit together and we sing a hymn. I ask her what she wants to sing every time. And she says, um, count your blessings. And I don't know if you've ever heard that song. I'm not going to sing it to you, but count your blessings, name them one by one. Um, and so if we're counting our blessings, if we're singing that, that hymn, we also end that hymn and we truly, truly, truly count our blessings. We count our blessings in our life. And so if we take that example, that's how we do this. Do you see friends? Do you see family? Do you see grace from God? Do you see the love of God? Do you see any gifts? Do you see any abilities? Do you see any talents and skills? This is how we start to count our blessings. <clears throat> and I would add in here, um, to be specific in those blessings, um, counting your blessings, be specific in those. You know, we can sit here and say, Gosh, I'm thankful for my family. Well, who in your family are you thankful for and why? Um, this week in our Facebook live group, we are going to practice this um, all week long, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're going to practice how to spot gratitude. And I think it's, it is being very specific in that. Um, who are you thankful for in your family and why? Do you see uh, friends? Who of your friends are you thankful for and why on that day? Um, I, would, 
I would like tell I would like to tell you that you probably have, you know, if there's 365 days in a year, I would like to say that you probably have 365 friends. And if you're like, no, I don't go look at your Facebook page. And aren't those called friends? Don't you friend each other? Um, why are you grateful for that person in your life? You could literally set out one friend a day and tell why you are thankful for them. Um, so that's kind of how we start that. Paul says, <clears throat> and this is funny because this Josiah actually um, shared this verse with me um, this weekend. We had a serious one-on-one heart-to-heart check-in. And Joe actually shared this, this verse with me. Um, and it's, in, it's actually in this chapter. So I think the Lord is speaking to me through this verse. Um, it's in Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. And it's Paul saying, the only, the only important thing about living is Christ and dying would be a profit for me. And a lot of people thought that's really radical. So you want to die. Um, he's, he's not saying, I want to die. Um, he's saying to live is Christ. We are alive because of Christ, right? Do we understand that? We are alive because Christ died on the cross for our sins and to live is Christ, but to die would be gain and would gain because we would be able to be in heaven and we would be rejoicing in the Lord. Um, we would, we would hit the eternal life, right? To die is gain. And, um, I think, you know, Joe was talking about it. He's at so much peace. He's like on Friday, I'm like just a ball of stress and anxiety. And I look across the table and Joe is just so at peace and calm. And he's like, the only thing that matters in this world is what the word says, what God says, what God says to do, what God instructs us to do on this earth. And he's like, if God were to take me today, I would be ready. I'm ready because to live is Christ and die is gain. And I don't know if you are there. If are you, is your spirit there in that spot? Or are you worried um, so much about what's going on in this world that you're like, I can't leave it. No way. Like there's so much to do on this earth. Um, well, to live is Christ. And what are you doing on this earth that is Christ like, you know, and, and at the end of this chapter, we're going to talk about anchoring, anchoring ourselves and our heart and our spirit in the character of God. Are you walking around this earth? What you're posting, is it reflecting the character of God? Eee, that was tough. I don't know. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Maybe that's something you need to ask yourself. Um, our only aim is to know Jesus um, and to know um, that no one can take our joy. Our only aim is to know Jesus and to be Christ-like. And, and knowing that and walking out in that is to know that no one or nothing can take our joy away. And if we were to sit here and really focus on the things that we are grateful for and focus on the things um, that we have gratitude for um, there, the space to worry, the space in our brain and in our hearts and our spirit to have anxiety, the space to stress, it, it, it decreases, right? There is no more space for that. The more that you build space up for gratitude and a grateful heart, your space for worry and anxiety and stress that tends to decrease. So that should be encouraging alone. But knowing that once we start to walk in Christ and once we start to anchor ourselves in God's character, um, we start to realize and know and put this at our foundation of our core, the core of our being, that no one and nothing can take our joy away. Um, it says, you know, Max Lucado says, can death take our joy? Yeah, that's sad. And that is tough. And that is a season that, man. It's, it's, 
it's almost wrong, right? Like you're like, this is not joyful. Can it take your joy? No, because Jesus is greater than death. He conquered death. Um, can failure take our joy? No, because Jesus is greater than our sin. And I'm going to just say this right now. Um, we probably are messing up a lot, especially during now this time, because we've never walked the earth with a pandemic. Nobody has. There's not a lot of people on this planet right now that have seen the things that we are seeing. And so when we daily struggle to mess up, and you're letting that be so heavy on you because you're like, God, oh, I failed again. I failed again. I'm feeling such a, like a failure. Um, and I can tell you this past week, this is how I was feeling. Just like a failure. Just I'm feeling like I'm drowning a little bit. I feel like I'm failing in my responses. I'm feeling like I'm failing in my prayer life. I feel like I'm failing with my friends and with my family. I just feel like I'm failured. And it was really, truly taking my joy away until I read this. No, Jesus is greater than our sin. And we have to remind ourselves of that. Right now, we need to give each other grace. We need to give each other a lot of grace because we're walking through a lot of stuff, not just one thing, a lot of things we are trying to walk through. We need to give grace and we need to know and believe and proclaim that Jesus is greater than our mess ups and our sins and our failures. He is greater than that. Can betrayal take our joy? No, Jesus will never leave us. Can sickness take our joy? No, because God promised, whether on this side of the grave or the other, he promised to heal us. Can disappointment take our joy? No, because even though our plans may not work out, we know God's plan will. And I have um, on my phone, it's, it's in a full chapter of Daniel. I mean, you can't go back and look and say these words, but if you go back and read a full chapter in Daniel, um, you will see that if not, he is still good. Go read Job's story. If not, he is still good. There's a lot of people that went before us in the Bible that dealt with disappointment, but God is still good in that. And they will proclaim that and they will share that in their story. If not, the Lord is still good. And we have to be anchored in that and in those things and know that nothing or no one can take our joy away. And that's how we start to be grateful. We start to find the joy in life. We start to be grateful and it starts to bring joy and um, anxiety packs his bags and then he leaves. Um, stress has no time for us. Um, worry has no space in our hearts and in our minds. And so we have to anchor our hearts in the creator and the character of God. Okay. And Max Licato tells us to underline this. And I did, I was like, okay, underline it. He says, what you have in Christ is greater than anything you don't have in life. You have God, you who is crazy about you and the forces of heaven to monitor and protect you. You have the living presence of Jesus within you and Christ. You have everything. You have it all. You have everything. What you have in Christ is greater than anything you don't have in life. And Paul is a testament to that. He literally was in a jail cell um, instead of a house. He had four walls instead of the mission field. He had chains instead of jewelry, um, a guard instead of a wife. Um, how could he be content? His list was different. He focused on a different list. He had eternal life. He had the love of God. He had forgiveness of his sins. He had the, sh the surety of salvation. He had Christ and Christ 
was enough. What you have in Christ is greater than anything you don't have in life. And we've got to anchor ourselves in the character of God. And Max Lucado talks about a boat. He used to live on a houseboat. And as the tide would come in and out, the boat would rock. But would it ever leave the port? Would it ever leave um, and be drifted out into the ocean? No. Why? Because it was anchored. It was securely anchored. Yeah, it moved around. Yeah, there were storms and waves that came. And there were unexpected events that arised and there was things that stopped him, you know, things that stop us in our tracks, but it never let go. And it never ventured out into the ocean. Why? Because it was anchored. It was anchored. And we've got to learn to anchor our hearts in the character of God. Yes, we're going to have moods. We're going to have situations that fluctuate. Um, We're going to have all these things that happen. Obviously we are living that right now, but If you can control yourself to anchor yourself in the character of Christ, in the character of God, and to remember, am I posting, does this sound like the character of God in my post? When I respond, does this sound like the character of God? When I um, am praying, you know, is this the character of God? When people see me walking around this earth, we go into high schools all the time. Do, am I showing the character of God? We need to be anchored in that because if not, guys, we will afloat. And it will be rough. And I can tell you this past week, maybe this past month, this is where I have been. (laughs) I need to anchor it back, anchor it back down. You have contentment that endures the storms. Turn our if onlys into alreadies. Treat each anxious thought into a grateful one. And prepare yourself for a new day of joy. And so in our Facebook group, lady, if you're a lady listening and you're like, uh, I need to practice gratitude, we're going to do that this week. And so if you want to have me invite you, this is an, a lady only Facebook group. Um, I know I'm talking to the men out there, maybe if you're listening uh, and you're a male, um, look up ways to practice gratitude, get with your buddies, find your friends and say, let's practice gratitude. Let's brainstorm some ideas on how to do that. Ladies, I have set up some practices for you this week, Monday through Friday. We're going to practice on how we can recognize gratitude, how we can call it out, and how we can anchor ourselves into the character of God and find joy. Okay, so that's what we're going to do this week. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I hope you guys have a great week, and we will see you next week, next Monday. Thanks for listening today. I hope this episode was just what you needed. If you're a lady friend, go find us on Facebook, the First Cup group. We'd love to have you there. We'd love for you to grow in our community with us. We hope that you have a great day and come back and see us soon. Bye, guys. Mm